Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you live on Sirius XM. I'm Nick Ebers. Great to be with you. What a weekend in the Premier League we have had. It is truly the greatest show on earth. It is, hands down, the greatest reality show on the planet. And if I might add, it is truly unscripted television. No more unscripted than some of the really gobsmacking results we had over the weekend. Chelsea 7-0 over Arsenal. Watford 5-2 over Everton. Leicester City 2-1 over Brentford. West Ham beating Tottenham. And of course, the talking point of the weekend. Not that these other ones aren't equally as interesting. Liverpool thrashing Manchester United. Five goals to nil. The uh, I believe the only time in history any player has scored a hat-trick at Old Trafford against Manchester United. So much to unpack today on the show, so much to talk about. Uh, love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, you can also be sure to download the podcast. Uh, it's at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, where you can find this show right after it airs. Or you can get it at uh, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know, the usual bunch. I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network as well. It's great to have you guys with me. Uh, As I said, we have so much to get to today. It just doesn't end. Norwich City absolute disaster as much as we talk about Norwich and the expectations we have to start asking ourselves is it time for a managerial change the big story of course the managerial situation at Manchester United we're going to talk about it all and we're going to do it when we come back after this World Soccer Radio Nick Eber with you find me on Twitter uh, at Nick Eber N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R Facebook Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio be right back after this All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. And Nick Eber with you here on Sirius XM and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, three, uh, t- 12 uh, a.m. Pacific time, 3 a.m. on the East Coast if you're listening on Sports Overnight America. We had a great weekend in the Premier League. I had a lot of picks. I think we should run down and see how I did on these picks. Uh, we'll get to that. Of course, we do have uh, some absolutely fantastic matches coming up this week. We're going to want to watch those too. We're going to get through to everything. But look, if you want to place a bet or two, there's no place better than betonline.ag. They're back better than ever. All eyes right now on the gridiron, of course, and the Premier League. 
And you know, basketball season is getting ready to start, if you can believe that. They've got more props, obs, and lines than ever before at Bet Online. They remain your number one spot for all of your sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. You heard me right, 50% bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 50 to receive that bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL boxing, of course, the Premier League, the Champions League, the Europa League, Major League Soccer, League 1, Serie A, La Liga, the Bundesliga. They've got it all, as well as your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the incredible offers available for your favorite sport. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. And uh, let's just take a brief look, shall we? Let's look at what I, the picks I gave you. I have to tell you, uh, I didn't have a chance actually to recoup this. But, you know, if we go back to the mid midweek in the Champions League, I have to tell you, <clears throat> I gave you 13 out of 16 correct picks midweek in the Champions League. You heard me right. 13 out of 16 correct picks. And some juicy, juicy plus money picks in there as well. I gave you Liverpool over Atleti at plus 125, Porto over Milan at plus 145, Ajax over Borussia Dortmund, plus 125, Red Bull Salzburg plus 105, Villarreal over Young Boys at plus 125, Juve over Zenit at plus 125, that's just an example. I mean, that's some pretty stellar picks, by the way. I'm not going to go through them because it was, you know, last week and it's ancient history. But I'm going to tell you, I gave you 81%. So let's see how I did this weekend in the Premier League. Because uh, it's a great segue into the big discussions we're going to have here on the show. Let's start with Chelsea. Norwich I said Chelsea would win. They did indeed. They three nil score lines. What I said it was actually a seven nil score line. Minus five twenty five. I'd be surprised if you bet that. Very little value there. I said Everton would beat Watford. You know what? They did not. Watford won. Plus four fifteen. Can you believe that? That was a shocking result. And that was a Goodison Park, no less. If Ole Gunnar Solskjaer felt un- unpleasant at Old Trafford, I imagine Rafa Benitez felt the same. Uh, Watford playing for Claudio Ranieri, clearly. It's going to be... By the way, this is going to be an ongoing discussion because they have a new manager, and look what happened with the same squad. Southampton-Burnley. I told you Southampton would win. It was a draw. Leeds-Wolves. I told you to take the draw. It was a draw, plus 240. Yes, Beautiful. That was a nice payout. Crystal Palace, Newcastle. I said, take the draw. And it was a draw. A plus 285. Wow, I'm truly a soothsayer. Manchester City over Bryson. I said, take Man City. And they did, in fact, of course, win. Manchester City did, indeed, four goals to one. Uh, For Sunday, I said, West Ham, Tottenham was a draw. Close, but no cigar, actually. West Ham beat Tottenham 1-0. Brentford, Leicester. I said, take the Bs. Actually, Leicester City won, so that was poor. And Liverpool, Man U, I said, a draw. So, actually, I didn't do very well, quite honestly, this weekend. Uh, Pretty crappy weekend of picks. But it does segue to a whole range of interesting issues. 
some of which have been raised by Ray Roscoe, one of my favorite listeners, been listening to my shows for, you know, what, 15, 20 years already. We had a discussion about parity. Now, this was before the weekend. Big games. <clears throat> Ray said... I've been told by Sports Talk Radio that the biggest profit margin for a corporate American ownership sports is actually when they sell the team. Is that the case in European football? I must be the only person who loves the extreme capitalist nature of European football. I think it delivers the best products. Quoting Wall Street, greed is good. Unfortunately, fans are consumers and I believe will tune into the best product available. And I am opposed to any type of salary cap or luxury tax. Soccer friends have told me for a long time that European soccer is boring because the same teams that win it. Let's just hold it right there. Great. By the way, mm, fantastic emails I get from Ray Roscoe. That is true. You hear that a lot. Oh, European sports boring. It's always the same team. Well, it's not. You know that, right? 20 teams in the Premier League. Six different teams have won it since the year 2000. In the NFL since the year 2000, 32 teams in the league, 11 different teams have won it. Guess what? 30% of the teams win in the Premier League, 33% of the teams win in the National Football League. That is the factual statistics. And yeah, you can look at the era of domination of Alex Ferguson and Man United, and we're going to get into this in detail. And you can say, yeah, it was boring when they won it every year. Oh, so true. But, you know, it's boring when the Patriots win it every year, right? You don't need parity. You don't need forced parity because teams that have ambition, teams that have drive, teams and owners that want to strive for the very best will always invest what they need in their club to achieve that success. And I'm sorry if you're a fan of Norwich or up to this point have been a fan of Newcastle, you are disappointed because you have ownership that is not prepared to invest in the club, is not prepared to do what it takes. So no, they're not going to win. I mean, do you want to force the league so a shitty owner like Mike Ashley before he's sold would have a equal chance to win the league as... Manchester City, Liverpool, Manchester United, whomever. And I know I said Manchester United. You're probably shocked, but I'm going to explain to you why. That is the form of capitalism that drives leagues. Sports leagues are the ultimate form of capitalism. They're like when you went to school back in the day and you would take exams and they would post the results on the board and everyone could see who was achieving A's, who was the smartest boy in the school, at the top of the class, and who was the dummy? Well, it's not nice if you're the dummy, but you know what? If you're the dummy, you're motivated to try to do not quite this badly next time around. You know, parity stinks like everybody gets a trophy. So I don't buy it, you shouldn't buy it either. Parity is a way owners force you to eat mediocrity so that they don't have to truly invest in their teams. Don't accept it as a sports consumer.
we talk about cycles and football. It's a really important discussion. I talk about it all the time on this show. It is no more important than what happened this Sunday at Old Trafford where Manchester United got absolutely taken apart by a rampant, rampant Liverpool squad. It, it's inevitable. It happens. Should Solskjaer sail? Should he go? The crappy owners at Manchester United. You know, you, you, you hear it over and over again. I'm going to tell you why it's all a pile of hogwash right after this. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about right, you welcome now Welcome back, you with me Nick Eber, back here on World Soccer Radio Big stories, big results, big drama this weekend in the Premier League We're talking, of course, about some of the absolutely astounding results. Let's get to Liverpool 5, Manchester United, or Manchester United nil, Liverpool 5. Let's get to that in a second. In the meantime, let's talk about uh, Norwich City nil, Chelsea 7. Yep, you heard me right. Seven nil. Well, if you're going to be in the Premier League, you you at least have to pretend that you're in the Premier League, and and, and we know that Norwich have. By the way, we're presented by BetOnline.ag. Excuse me. You know that Norwich have a corporate mentality that they're not going to overspend they're not going to be irresponsible that they're not going to suddenly buy 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 just when they get promoted to the premier league uh because uh you know they're going to manage their team they did this when they came up two seasons ago they didn't go overboard and they, they went with the guys that have got them up from the championship and look up until this point it has been okay they got relegated last season but but it is men and boys out there you owe more to your supporters than that. Uh, you know, we talk about who is the next manager to go. And they have kept faith with their manager, Daniel Farker, by the way. And that's to their credit. But, you know, at some point, three things are going to happen at Norwich City. Ownership's going to say, enjoy the Premier League while we're there because we're not really serious about it. So it's our fault. Or they're going to say it's the manager's fault and they're going to get rid of the manager. There are currently three teams without a win in the Premier League. Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich. Folks, Newcastle have, uh, Norwich have scored two goals in nine matches. Two goals 
in nine matches and conceded 23. This is why we don't need parity in the league. Do you really, really want Norwich to get the best young players coming through the league for next season? Really? Does Norwich deserve to stay in the Premier League? No, they don't have the ambition, so they need to go and let somebody who does come up. Newcastle United were finding themselves in the same boat, and you know what they did? Mike actually sold out. The Saudis come in. They've got a heck of a job in front of them right now, but they're going to probably stave off of relegation and be able to build for the future. Although, I will say, very, very tough. Their next match is against Chelsea, who just beat Norwich 7-0. Huge result. Everton, massive loss. They haven't won now in three matches. They lost 5-2 to Watford. They lost 1-0 to West Ham. And they drew Man United 1-1. Rafa has a building job. Is he in danger of getting fired? No. He is not. I want to look at Watford for a second. Because it's important, okay? It's important because Watford just fired Zisco Munoz, Munoz, excuse me, after less than a year at the helm of Watford. This now was a team that had two wins on the season. Claudio Ranieri takes over, has to go to Goodison Park, play Everton. That's a tough match. And yet with the exact same squad that Zisco Munoz had, they score five goals against Everton. A Rafa Benitez-led Everton. Chelsea, who beat Norwich 7-0. This is a team under Chelsea legend Frank Lampard that was struggling. And they make a change, and with largely the same team, they've now managed to move on a little bit and, and support Thomas Tuchel with some new players. But a new, a new manager with essentially the same cast of characters turns a side struggling to break and stay in the top four into a side that currently top of the Premier League and is definitely one of the three front runners to win the title. So managers can make a difference. It's finding the balance between backing your manager and understanding that maybe it's time for a change, and a new manager will make a difference. Because a lot of the times we see changes made, manager doesn't really make a difference. Either the squad's not good enough, or the system's broken, or the coaching staff behind it, or the, you know, whatever. Okay? I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me here. 
Arsenal have kept the faith with Mikel Arteta. I felt Mikel Arteta should have gone a long time ago. I am now in a point where I'm sort of being proven wrong. Yeah, they're having trouble scoring goals. I, I, I get it, okay? But, you know, scoring goals in the Premier League is one of the hardest things to do. But they are tied on points with United. They are p tied on points with Everton. And they are tied on points right now with Leicester City. So keeping faith, maybe, was the right thing to do with Mikel Arteta. It has taken Arsenal Football Club a long time to wake up from the headache of losing Arsene Wenger as their pillar, their pater familias. Somebody else has to come in and stamp their authority on the team. Stan Kroenke, in my opinion, one of the worst sports owners in history, but they have kept faith with Mikel Arteta, probably because it's going to cost them too much to get rid of him. I mean, let's not, let's not make this too altruistic, shall we? I'm pretty sure there's a dollar reason why. But you've seen it. Any time you have a club that has become, as we spoke about in the first segment of the show, one of those clubs you just always expect to win, change and the cycle of sports will come around and bite you in the bottom. Happened to Liverpool. The Bill Shankly, the Joe Fagans, the Kenny Dalgleishes, you know, the Gerard Houliers. the European ban. The advent of Manchester United. The, these things come and they happen and, and those teams can no longer expect that they're just going to be able to cash their check at the window every week. So, is it surprising that Manchester United are as poor as they were today? I, I think it was. I, it is surprising to me that they, are, they were as poor as they were today. And as a Liverpool fan, I'm loving it. But, you know, I'm looking at a team with Cristiano Ronaldo, with Bruno Fernandes, with Edison Cavani, with Anthony Martial, with Paul, Pog with Paul Pogba, with Harry Maguire, with Raphael Varane. I mean, you know, with David De Gea. Do, do I want, the list can just go on, all right? A, a selection of, of A-team players that would be just as home at Barcelona or Madrid or Manchester City or wherever or Liverpool than they are at Manchester United. Any one of those players, any one of those teams would look at seriously. The problem is twofold. Number one, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, much like Frank Lampard, is out of his depth. That's the first problem. Number two, this is not the Premier League of old. This is not the Alex Ferguson era of the Premier League. Like all the fans want to look back on and say, why can't we regain our former glory? 
What's to stop Man United dominating the top of the, of, of the table again? What, it, unless we get back there, we will never be happy. And that is a fine sentiment for fans to have. But when we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to tell you why that is ludicrous and unrealistic and why the Premier League today is, doesn't look anything like the Premier League of 20 years ago. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also, Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm with you every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. If you're listening on Sports Overnight America. We're presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Look, I'm, uh, I'm explaining to you, in the wake of Manchester United's humiliating defeat at Old Trafford, at the hands of a team that is and has been their biggest rival for decades, I'm explaining to you why The siren calls from pundits and supporters and everybody else needs to be tempered. Before the break, I explained to you that trying to get Manchester United back to its days of former glory 20 years ago, where it won the league year after year after year after year, is unrealistic and is not going to happen anymore. Uh, the stories percolating last week are one of the main reasons. Newcastle United bought by the Saudi Investment Fund. Go back, Manchester City uh, bought by the folks in, where was it, uh, Abu Dhabi, right? Liverpool bought by Fenway Sports Group, the people that own the Boston, uh, the, um, Boston Red Sox. Chelsea owned by Roman Abramovich, one of the richest men on the planet. The era where one team can afford to dominate the league is over, or where the other teams can afford to let one team dominate the league is over. It's long gone. It's capiche. It's kaput. It's done. It's finished. Ray Roscoe, you want parity? We have parity. We have parity at the top of the league. Where you have outstanding teams fueled by big money, with big expectations, fighting year over year to win the title and being pushed at it. What was it? Uh, Man City won it last year. The year before, Liverpool won it. The year before that, Man City won it by one point. Now you've got Chelsea. I mean, look, Chelsea got rid of Frank Lampard, and now take a look at him. But, you know, it's an investment. It's, it's people like Timo Werner and, you know, a, a list of Mason Mount and a list of 
great young talent that they have identified and acquired. The days when your you know, Man United Academy is going to put through what the class of what whatever it was, 1995 or whatever the Paul Scholes, uh, David Beckham class was, forget now. Those days are long gone, folks. That's never happening again. The days when a Lionel Messi will come up through La Masia at Barcelona and become a staple part of the club for 20 years, that's finished. You've got to have the right manager, the right infrastructure, and the right owner who's willing to do what it takes to win. This goes right back to what I was talking about. Do you really think if... Uh, here we go. Do you think if Jurgen Klopp took over from Daniel Farker, Norwich City would suddenly become a team that would uh, challenge for the title? Of course not. Because it's not one thing. Do you think if... Well, I, I would say it. I mean, you can look at Man United. There is a team of superstars, and they are having trouble winning games. They're getting beaten at home, albeit by uh, probably the best team in the world right now. 5-0. It takes a combination of things. Number one, it takes a realistic assessment that the days when one team can uh, hope to dominate the top of the league are long gone. The days of back-to-back-to-back championships are, are, are going to be very, very rare. It takes an owner that's willing to invest in talent, sometimes big money, sometimes clever buying, whatever. It takes a manager with a system and experience and maturity and understanding to manage them, and it takes a team infrastructure to support them. So say what you want about Manchester United. The Glazers have supported Ole Gunnar Solskjaer with four hundred million pounds of players in the three plus years he's been there. This team has Cristiano Ronaldo on it. This team has Bruno Fernandes on it. This team has Paul Pogba on it. I mean, do I need to go on here? Anthony Martial. Forget Scott McTominay. I promise I won't mention his name. So you've got an owner that supports the team, but I think you have a manager that is out of his depth. Now, you can get rid of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but who are you going to appoint? Okay, Anthony, Antonio Conte may be the guy, but is he the right personality? Or maybe you've got to bring someone in, like Roy Evans and Gerard Houllier, to manage together. Have we thought about that? But be that as it may. The superstar managers, the Thomas Tuchels, the Pep Guardiola's, the Jurgen Klopp's are worth as much as superstar players. Take a look at Watford and Claudio Ranieri. Don't forget, he took Leicester City to the title. Managed Chelsea. Remember we used to call him the Tinker Man? 
makes an immediate impact. Thomas Tuchel took the same team Frank Lampard had, made an immediate impact. Man United are going to have to just accept the fact that they are going to be one of seven teams or eight teams that are going to have to fight it out year over year and that no one is just going to roll over and play dead because the Red Devils are in town. Do you really think Mohamed Salah cares what team he's playing against? Do you really think that matters? No one's afraid of the badge anymore because there's no fear in the badge. Liverpool are not afraid to play Man City. Man City are not afraid to play Liverpool. Chelsea are not afraid to play Liverpool or Man City, and vice versa. Now, are Norwich afraid to play them? Of course, they're going to get their asses kicked. But there is a cadre, a category of teams that aspire to greatness. The Chelsea's, the Liverpool's, the Cities. Maybe the Newcastle Uniteds. West Ham United. I mean, really. They're up there right now, too. They've got a great manager. I mean, West Ham have a terrific manager. They have, guess who? David Moyes, the hand-picked successor of Manchester United by Sir Alex Ferguson. Let me tell you something, folks. Getting rid of David Moyes was the biggest mistake Manchester United made. You know why? Because the management and the ownership listened to the ludicrous Manchester United fans who expected that Moyes was just going to be a younger version of Alex Ferguson and he was going to be able to take this team and continue the legacy. Well, don't be ridiculous. There are events outside of the insular happenings at Old Trafford that force the decision. David Moyes, a solid, reliable, intelligent, experienced, tactically savvy manager who is now applying his skills to West Ham United. Could you imagine what David Moyes would have done with that team that only got a social I had today. They may still not have won, by the way, because I think right now, in my humble opinion, Liverpool are the best team on the planet. And they certainly have the best player on the planet. But they would have done a damn sight better. It's time, folks. It's time. I, I know I've said Ole should stay. I know I've said they've shown faith with him. But, you know, it has become plainly clear to me that he doesn't have a plan, he doesn't have a system, and you can't blame it on lack of support from ownership because they supported him with £400 million. You can't blame it on lack of talent because he's got some of the best players ever to play the game. So somebody has to take responsibility for it, and it is him. And if you want your team to strive to achieve greatness, folks, you are going to want a captain of your ship that is uh, for not afraid to actually take your ship out and sail it. You know, I remember, what was that great story in, in uh, the Civil War where the Union general had this beautiful big army and uh, he refused to go out and fight the Confederacy and Abraham Lincoln uh, fired him and basically said, you know, can I borrow my army, please? Well, you know, somebody got to get rid of Ole. Bye-bye. 
You know, so when you look at managers at Newcastle United, you know, and you start understanding why Steven Gerrard doesn't want that job right now. And why an Antonio Conte would probably not take that job at this point. Because even though ownership is going to support him, he doesn't have the goodies. That's why this is so exciting. We have a title race supreme. Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, any one of those three teams could win. It is ultimately going to come down to a game of chicken. Who is going to screw up first? And when I mean screw up, I mean drop two points with a draw. Or when you have a six-pointer, when City play Liverpool or Chelsea play City, that they lose that game. Ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to to decide this title. Because if you saw Liverpool today, today, on Sunday, you saw Chelsea on Saturday, you saw Manchester City on Saturday, is there really any team that is going to pull a 7-2 like Aston Villa did last season against Liverpool? I don't see it. Because you have managers like Thomas Tuchel, managers like Pep Guardiola, managers like Jurgen Klopp, folks. That's what it's about. It's about all of those three things. Do I have a prediction about who will win the Premier League this season? I don't. It could be any one of those three teams, but mark my words, it will be no one else. There will be no Man United, there will be no Arsenal, there will be no Tottenham, there will be no Leicester. West Ham, challenging for the title this year. I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. Let me know what you think. Twitter, at Nick Eber. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. That's, of course, I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea by Elvis Costello. And uh, I will tell you, not many people want to go to Stamford Bridge and face Chelsea. Certainly not Norwich, who got beaten there seven goals to nil. Wow. Big, big weekend again next weekend. Tottenham, Manchester United, a big battle. Um, Arsenal, Leicester City, a big battle. Chelsea face Southampton, uh, pardon me, Newcastle. Liverpool face Brighton, Hove Albion. And I pity Brighton, okay? Yeah, they haven't conceded many goals. They've conceded nine, but they've only scored nine. They are just, they're going to get taken apart. Man City play Crystal Palace. That should be a fun, wide-open game. West Ham United currently in the fourth spot will be playing Aston Villa at Villa Park. That should also be a good game. So we have an absolutely cracking set of games coming up next weekend i can't wait and of course i'll be giving you every friday by the way if you remember uh, we do our patented premier league pundits preview prognostication and pick show so you can have a whole bunch of peas for your friday and i give you all the odds and picks courtesy of our good friends 
at betonline.ag where the game starts and they are presenting this show to you. Uh, once again, I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again midnight, Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I do hope you will make me a regular part of your week. And if you've missed any part of the show, don't worry about it. You can always get me on my podcast network. That is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, uh, where you can get this show and loads of other ones. And if you can't find them at Believe, you can always get this show, uh, your favorite podcast provider, or whether that is uh, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean. You can get it. Subscribe. Don't be a knob end. That's going to wrap up the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's talk more about the Premier League. Let's talk about some of the cup competitions. Let's also talk about Europe. Let's talk about El Clasico, which happened over the weekend as well. All right. Hope you had a great night. Speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.